Women 30 trying to figure it all out. Nice. My life got twisted when Corona came in town. Huh? Now it got me right back on my parents' house. Damn. I'm sitting here trying to figure this shit out. Hey. When I hit 30, thought I wouldn't be set. Figuring their ish out. I am your host, Sasha Malakot. And y'all, I like I say this every episode, but I'm really, really excited about this episode right here. Because not only am I gonna be learning things, but I may give me a husband after I hear what these ladies have to say. Okay, and I'm really, really excited about that. If you listen to last week's episode, we did the heated blanket talk, which basically was like, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. If there's something that you want or something that you need from a significant other, you have to use your mouth or you're going to be cold at night. Hence why you would need the heated blanket. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to be on the other side of that. Once you completed these steps and got all these different things and you found the love of your life and you are married. So this next episode for Women's Month is going to be talking about wifeable women, wife material. We've all seen it. Trust me, I know you know who Kevin Samuels is by now because I like to talk about this man and all the foolishness that he says, but also good points that he makes. <laughs> um, this episode particularly, I have to shout out Melvin Williams. Come on, PhD Melvin up in this thing, the professor, <laughs> because he really brought this episode to me, y'all. And I actually have him on right now to just talk about what made him think about this episode and thinking of me to even have this show for tonight. So Melvin, I'm gonna give you the floor. Hi, Sash. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you, Melvin? I'm excited for this episode as well. So uh, for people who aren't familiar with um, me and also my relationship with Sasha, I am Dr. Melvin L. Williams. And Sasha is a long friend, longtime friend of mine. We've known each other since 2006. Yes. And when Sasha, when I first accepted my job in New York City, Sasha was one of the first people to really embrace me and sort of let me know that, okay, these are some of the things to do. These are some of the resources. And we learned a lot about each other, right? Yes, we did. 
and our passions and our creative interests. And one day I was just randomly laying on the couch thinking about Sasha. And I raised the question of, I'm like, Sasha, I think I have an idea for you. And can I send this to you via voice note? (laughs) And we spoke about the notion of having the wifey edition episode because there is a lot of discourse out about what quote unquote makes a woman wifeable or this glamorization of married life. And I really, from what I see online and discussing with numerous black women and the beautiful black women that are in my lives, I'm life, I've recognized that this has been something, a lot of these narratives are just simply inaccurate to the experiences of not only black women, but black married women. And it's deeply steeped in sexism and misogyny from men who are trying to tell women what they should want from their relationships and from their marriages. So I raised the question of Sasha, why don't we allow this space during Women's History Month for black women who are married, who are wives to tell their stories and and sort of dispel a number of these myths that are propagated through social media, Instagram, Twitter, especially, and, you know, just give them an opportunity to share their experiences and share their stories because a lot of the discourse is being shaped by men and it's telling women, especially black women who they should be, but black women aren't often afforded the opportunity to even share their expectations for what did they want in a husband or why did they select their husband so this episode is very important to the both of us because we are we selected three women who i just simply am i find to be phenomenal i'm very honored that they accepted this call to join this podcast and i want to say thank you sasha for listening to this vision and just simply being a friend to me of course how could i say no like y'all this man right here and i'm just gonna big you melvin for real for real because you always support me and all of my craziness and all of my wild ideas you were the first person that really gave me feedback for this show and i just want to thank you and of course anytime you have an idea please bring it to me because I'm always looking for stuff for the show. And this one was just perfect. It was perfect. And I just really feel like it's going to be valuable information. Like you said, a lot of the research that I did on this subject matter did come from men. I really didn't find too many videos or too many um, podcasts that I was listening to where women were really talking about what it is to be quote unquote, wife and material or you know to be wifeable so i'm really eager to learn more and to introduce these lovely ladies that we have here um so i'm gonna do that right now melvin i just want to say thank you so much you know it's gonna be a close thing just for the ladies you know yes that's exactly (laughs) what we want Yes, I really do appreciate you so, so much. And I love you, friend. I love you, friend. And good (laughs) luck um, to everyone. Um, And thank you all again for agreeing to participate in this joint vision that, you know, Sasha and I really felt very passionate about because we want to illustrate that Black love is a a, a multidimensional entity with a numerous variety of expressions. And I'm sure that many women will be touched by your stories tonight. So thank you all. Thanks, Melvin. All right, friend. Bye. 
All right, ladies. So I have Stephanie with me, Chris with me, and Ashley with me. And if you watch any of my shows or listen to any of the shows, you know, I have my guests introduce themselves because I don't feel like anybody can introduce you or big you how you would big you. So ladies, um, I'll start with Stephanie first. Introduce yourself, girl. And then whoever wants to go after, jump right in. Hey, y'all. Nice to meet all you listeners out there. I'm honored to be on the podcast with you all, I must say. Thank you for reaching out. Um, I'm, I feel honored to be on here, like Melvin said, so I had to put that out there first. But my name is Stephanie. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm from Tuskegee, Alabama, home of the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, I've lived there most of my childhood life. Um, before I came to Nashville to go to Tennessee State, the illustrious Tennessee State. And uh, I got out in 2018. And now here I am, post-military life, a veteran. And, you know, just figuring things out, 30-ish. Thank you for your service. My parents are in the Army, too. So thank oh, you. Oh, nice. Yes. All right. Hey, y'all. Um, my name is Ashley. Thank you guys so much for inviting me and thinking of me to do this episode i am super super excited and like y'all said black love is the best so i'm just really happy to talk about it but anywho my name is ashley sanders i am 30 i'm just kind of getting into the 30s yes um, the new 20s yes, the new 20s yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so i'm you know just trying to see what it's like but um i'm from montgomery alabama shout out to tuskegee Woo-woo. it's a small yes. world um, I also went to Tennessee State University, Ooh. and I am a wife and a mother of a three-year-old. Um, and I'm also a dental hygienist and a business owner. So, yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation. Yes. yes. I'm so Let's excited. Go on, okay, come on, ladies. <laughs> yes, yes. Chris, the floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you again, Sasha and Melvin, for allowing me to... Uh, join you guys on this podcast about this topic because I think it's a topic that should be um, talked about. Um, I'm Kristen Jenkins. Um, People may also know me as Kristen Tyler Farrell. I went to the Tennessee State University. Um, Currently, (laughs) I am a HR professional slash mother of a almost terrible too um, <laughs> and i'm a wife and i'm 33 and i'm still living life to the fullest so yes yes ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yes ladies can we just get one up for the tennessee state university Woo-hoo! big blue Land of golden sunshine yes. Right. yes did y'all see that they dropped the homecoming dates Yes, uh, I just saw it. Official. Please. Please. Because <laughs> the way please. the way last year was said that we all need the return to happen, okay? Oh, yes. yes. It's gonna feel a little different, but I can't wait for it, especially if it does happen. Yeah. All yeah. right, ladies. Are y'all ready to get into this topic? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, because I'm ready to listen and learn and take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just just a little bit, just a little bit. But I'm trying to, you know, I feel like I'm stepping into the space of my life now where I am really interested in that next chapter. Before I wasn't really, you know, I just was living my best life, you know, but now I'm really 
making decisions to where I could be an asset and have a partnership with somebody. You know, I'm just trying to learn some words here. <laughs> she read. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so, the first question, um, how did you all meet your significant other? Um, I will first. So, it's actually um, my husband and I actually met in high school. We, um, I was in the 10th grade. He was in the 12th. And he always makes a joke about, he says, I have, I have, well, I do have big feet, but whatever. I used to wear new new balances and he was like, yeah, man, I used to say, man, that girl, those big new balances are fine. (laughs) But anywho, we met in high school and we were friends forever. We literally were friends. Like I had a boyfriend at the time and, you know, he was doing his thing. So we would just like talk and we, we were just friends and. One sometimes he would. I was working in an ice cream shop, and he would just come up and sit with me until I closed, just doing like oh, as a gentleman. Yes, it's so crazy because I never really like thought about it until after. Like, dang, he was a real gentleman. Like he really did like me, and I wasn't <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> so yeah, we um we met in high school, and we were friends for years, and we finally he finally decided to confess his love for me, of course, oh. and um yeah, we made it work. It was on a Valentine's Day, and. He kind of proved me. I was like, we know too much about each other. He was like, okay, that's good. And I was like, okay, cool. So, yeah. That's oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, Chris, you go next. Okay, so my story is similar to Ashley's. Um, me and William, we met in high school. He was a transfer. I went to this little rinky-dink private high school. I, na- I won't even name it. <laughs> but it was lame. <laughs> But when he came, I was like, dang, because he was like the only cute boy for real. So I was like, okay. So I told my homegirl, I'm like, ooh, girl, he cute. I want to talk to him. And so she did her little thing, and we ended up talking. And then uh, after that, uh, we were dating until after uh, we graduated from high school. And then we broke up. We'll get to that later. Stephanie? (laughs) Yes, so um, that same parallel with the friendship. So um, me and my husband, um, we met in college. He's from Virginia. I'm from Alabama. So um, we basically had two different cultures. So what drew me to him was first off, I'm like, oh, you from Virginia? You up there with Pharrell and them? You up there with Timberland and Missy? I always heard about Virginia. It's popping. So, um, yeah, we were in um, the band together. Um, We marched up until 2008 when he graduated, and I graduated in 2009. But, yep, we've always been college sweethearts. Um, We just started out as friends, though. Like, I made the first move. I was just like, basically, I want him. Like, (laughs) Period. Like, he's cute. Um, You know, we started talking, and it's never... You know, it, we're always finding things out about each other. And I think that slow burn makes it worth it, where you just learn something new every day. Um, I don't have any children. I mean, we've been together this whole time just enjoying our marriage, just enjoying life. And, you know, with no pressure, nobody, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make us do anything. Like, when are you going to have kids? When you, you know, when are you going to do this? And it's like, uh, you know. Our time. Whenever. It's whenever, you know. So, yeah, we've uh, been in long distance relationships. Uh, when I was in the military, um, he was in D.C. 
and I was all over the world. I was in England and Arkansas. And I remember one time, like I was still living in Nashville while he was going to school in DC and he would fly down every month and check on me and be like, how you doing? You know? Yeah. Like one time I had the flu and no lie, he flew in that weekend to take care of me. And yeah, he was like, we gonna, we gonna knock this out. We, we doing fluids on the hour, like and everything. So I was like, oh, I thought that was so special. And that, that moment I was like, I know for sure he's going to take care of me when we get married. So that little thing, that little moment just made me feel so secure. And, you know, I loved him. I've, I still love him to this day. So you know, that's pretty much our whole story. You know, been together since what we got married, actually, 2017. We have been together all these years and didn't get married till a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just no rush. Like, we had been engaged for years, and I think that was the only time that I actually had time to get married. So it might sound crazy to some people, like, oh, yeah, you took forever to get you know, married. But I was in the military. Like, I had to get a wedding planner. Like, I didn't have time to plan any of that on my own. So I was like, I'm going to make sure that I have time to do it right. And I'm going to make sure that I have time to invite everybody that I love Mm -hmm. to be there so we can really have a good time because life is short. So, and yep, we've been married in 2017 till now. So I love a good love story (laughs) and don't let it be a black love story. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love it. I listen, I, I'm, I was having picturing it all in my head how everything was going down with y'all. <laughs> yes. So, in your opinion, ladies, what makes a uh, what makes women wife material? Like, what does a woman have to have? Um, what does she have to do, if anything? In your opinion, I think that's just a broad type. Of, I guess I just feel like you just have to be um, very confident know what you want, know what you like. Um, and also, like, I, I do believe you should be independent, but also be okay with someone taking charge. Mm-hmm. Because um, I feel like as, as women sometimes, as black women, they take our, a lot of people take our independence as uh, being aggressive. I remember, for instance, when me and Willie were still dating, not married yet, we were with the other counterparts, um, and um, they said that I was too aggressive for him. Hmm. And I just thought that was just awkward. But um, I really do feel like being wifeable, you have to be independent, like I said, confident, uh, uh, able to take lead and also get give get lead from your husband. And I, 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 anyone else able to help me? It's just so many factors <laughs> that fall into being wifeable or being wife material. Mm-hmm. Right. I um I think honestly like like Chris said it's not it's not an actual definition for it. It's so broad because you are you and your partner is who your partner is. So it's really you guys and what works for you all and there's no handbook. I mean you have the Bible of course to tell you you know, your, your main focus on what you should and should not do when it comes to the Lord, but, uh, well, not actually, but, but you also have 
you as an individuality because you have to be happy within your within yourself as well to make your spouse help uh happy so it's kind of like you say it's so broad <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> hard to put in words but it's like you be yourself in if you you got to be yourself around your your spouse too yes. so it's kind of yeah it's if that makes sense <laughs> It makes sense. Without saying something, yeah. Right. Look. Right, right. It's like y'all gotta, y'all gotta know each other, and when you, when you truly know each other, it's nothing that can come between y'all. It's just like you know, I don't know. That's. I, I get what you're saying, Ashley. So, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I want to be able to be myself around you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't exactly. want to feel like if I'm going hanging out and we both at the bar and my favorite song come on, I can't dance or I can't do nothing because you're right there. I'm gonna be myself. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. This who you. That's who. That's who your spouse falls in love right. with. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Stephanie. Do you have anything to add to it? Yeah, I in general don't. Um, subscribe to the wifeable whole definition because mm-hmm. who's to say who doesn't deserve love because they have a flaw in themselves mm-hmm. and I think that everybody deserves love um, whoever they may be who, however their flaws are you know we, we're not going to be married to somebody who's abusive let's be clear or somebody who's manipulative or you know who just doesn't mean you um, any good who's basically destructive to you and your well-being. However, um, in terms of wifeable, it's like there's so much emphasis focused on the woman. There's not a definition or there's not a, a narrative or a question out there is what makes a man husbandable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's like, why is it always on the women to be top tier, be supreme? And guys can be like, oh, well, you know, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. I do this. I be out here. You know, you got to do this and this and this. And that's on the Bible. And it's like, wait a minute now. <laughs> Let, let's be clear. Like, you know, you have expectations, too, as a man, just like I have expectations as a woman. However, like we can all, you know, basically find things to I guess discredit women by saying, well, she's this, she's a mm-hmm. hoe. So she's not wifeable. She ain't got no job. So she ain't wifeable. And I mean, there, we are so much more nuanced than that. Um, people go through ebbs and flows in their lives just because, you know, you might not have a job at the moment. A guy, you know, says, oh, well, you ain't got no job. So you ain't wifeable. How you going to take care of your hair, your nails and all of this if you ain't got no job? You know what I mean? So, I mean, anybody can use that against you to kind of discredit you as a woman and to say that you're not worthy to be a wife. And I think that that's just crazy to me. So I think that you striving to be the best person that you are secure in who you are, and you're not operating out of being desperate to be with a man, you're confident and you know that, okay, I might not be this at this moment, or I'm not like her, or I'm not like, you know, what society is making me out to be. You know, I'm good and you can take it or leave it, period. Period. I love how you put that. And I love the answers that y'all gave because when I was researching it, like I said in the beginning, it was all coming from men and men giving their opinions about what is wifeable, which for me, I felt like 
it's going to be different. If you ask 10 men what they feel is a wifeable woman, you're going to get 10 different answers. You know what I mean? And also, too, why is it that, like Stephanie said, we have to subscribe to all these things that a woman has to check off in order to be deemed a wife or that type of material. So I really love how you all said, like, it's not one black and white and two, you really have to be yourself. And at the end of the day, whoever is for you will be for you. And they'll see that, they see the light in you because that's who they like. They like you. They don't necessarily need X, Y, and Z off of a checklist of what a quote-unquote wife is. Um, yeah. So I, I really love the answer. And I think a lot of women will appreciate that. I did a poll on my Instagram that asks what's wife material, what, you know, what's a wife of a woman. And literally everything that I got back said, there's no such thing. It mm-hmm. really is up to the man. Like mm-hmm. a man chooses that for himself. You know, like there's nothing that a woman could have everything perfect that somebody would deem perfect and still not be married. So does that make her not wifeable? No, that just means that she hasn't met somebody who, wants to take that next step or maybe she hasn't met anybody where she wants to take that next step so having those type of um labels or um what's it called the ideology behind it let it go ladies you can relax (laughs) breathe (laughs) don't stress yourself out if you're past your 30s and you still don't have a ring it's okay sis um but yeah i I love that y'all said that um this is a game that I wanted to play with y'all. I've never played a game on the show before. Mm-hmm. So it's called Wifeable or an All, okay? I don't cook, I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you I got Aye. this ring. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you I got Aye. this ring. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you I got Aye. this ring. So <laughs> if you think it's wifeable, say wifeable. And we're going off the, uh, I guess that, no, I don't. If you think that that's wifeable or not, it's literally your opinion. You don't necessarily have to explain why you think it unless you want to say something about it. And I know that y'all said that wifeable doesn't have, you know, there's no such thing. But if you feel like, okay, girl, that may be something that's a little too much for you to be doing and you think that you want a husband now, you can say that too kind of thing. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So wifeable or not, going to All-Star Weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. I'm gonna say nah. It's a no. It's a no. And I say it's a no because I know my husband gonna be like, girl, you sit down somewhere. <laughs> I ain't even gonna try. Nah. Right. Uh-uh. So we talking about in 2021 COVID. No, that's that's not gonna work anyway. Okay. It could be 2006. Is enough. <laughs> Posting sexually suggestive pictures, videos. So the busted challenge or the silhouette challenge. Wifeable or not? No. I for I think for me that's a no. Yeah, for me it's a no. It's a no. But that's that's for me. And that's just the type of person that I am. Like I like to yeah. dance, but I don't want my I ain't, I ain't to see gonna me dancing. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it. 
and you know what? If you if you doing that and you know your husband cool with it, then you know whatever. Yeah. If y'all got an open relationship, right. and it's like you know if you do that, you know the DMs about to blow up. So okay. just be ready. <laughs> just be ready. <laughs> okay, so I. I saw this from a woman actually who posted this saying, having degrees doesn't solely make you wifey material. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. What she said is it doesn't make you wifey. Yeah, it doesn't solely make you wife like wife of Knowing how to cook, wifeable or not. Nah. Oh, that's wifeable. I would say it's wifeable. It's a plus. You have some people. Yeah, I know. I have an aunt that doesn't like to cook at all, but her husband loves to cook. So, but she's still mm-hmm. wifeable. She is wife. She's been married for over years. So it's like it's a. I think that's a preference. You know. Okay. So this next question is, I guess, from a standpoint of if somebody is looking to become, like, you know, say, I want to be a wife one day. Should I have a whole phase? So, are whole phases wifeable or not? Do past relations matter? No. 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 Okay. Mm-mm. I the think past the past and what I did doesn't matter. We're together now. That's, that's it. Right, right. Now, if y'all was together <laughs> in the past and y'all did all this while y'all was together, it's kind of like, wait a minute, wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. This is what we going to be doing when we married too, but. <laughs> Okay, wifeable or not, no face, no case, keeping things private. Preference. I think um, it's preference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one is um now I saw a lot of things when I upon my research that said everything was attractive and finding being attractive, being attractive. So keeping yourself up. Is that wifeable or not? Wife. <sighs> this, this is where this is where I found the yeah. conflict myself because I was just like dang I mean yeah. I like getting done up and I like to do that but I also do not feel like I should have to be doing that every single day just because I want right. a husband or I have a husband like I don't, I don't think that's wifeable but I think that's something with self-care I like to get yes. my, okay. my eyebrows and my hair right. done so that's something right. I do for myself as well as a, a an extra um for him but I'm not about to just just do it for him and not right. for myself first I right. agree. and then honestly sometimes your husband well mine sometimes he'll say you know he loves when I do get dressed up but he loves me most when I'm just like kind of natural and just which is weird yeah. to me cause I'd be like wait I'm I got fine. I look a mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. It just depends on preference, I guess. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies, for playing wife of all and all. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let I, me tell you, I got I, this ring. Y'all did great. <laughs> yes. Um, so what have y'all learned about yourself through the process of being a wife? Whew. I'll start. Um, this is Ashley. <laughs> uh my husband and I, we I'm not going to say it's non-traditional, but we don't have like the traditional marriage where it's like you come home to your husband every day or your wife and, you know, you're cooking this and that. My husband is a professional basketball player overseas. So, and I'm a dental hygienist and I have a business and I'm actually trying to go to dental school to become Dr. Sanders. So I'm not able to go overseas and, you know, be there the entire year like 
we've done it before, but mm-hmm. right now, this point in life, it just doesn't tr- strategically make sense for our future. So mm-hmm. we are sacrificing that time apart. And when I tell y'all, <laughs> it when I was in college, I guess it was a little easier because I had my friends mm-hmm. and my line sisters in school just to keep me busy and just living that college life. But now having a three-year-old is so... And it's not even just my baby. It's like, I just, I miss my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I need my husband going to school, working, making sure home is taken care of, making sure my daughter is taken care of. And being a, you know, a daughter, a friend, it becomes overwhelming. And mm-hmm. just to be kind of transparent, I cried the other night. I just laid in my bed and I cried because I just felt overwhelmed. Aww. And I text my husband like, we got to figure some out. Like, you either got to come home for a little while or I got to come over there. And so I guess for me, being a wife, I have learned a lot of strength in what I'm truly, truly capable of. And the fact that I've made it this far um, shows me that like, okay, you didn't sacrifice this long. God ain't going to let y'all leave y'all hanging. You know what I'm saying? We, we didn't go to the same, we went to the same high school, but we never went to the same college. And um, when he went pro, he was in Texas for a little while and I was in Nashville, but we, you know, we made it happen. Mm -hmm. And now... You know, we I'm home in the States and he's in Italy and with COVID, it's kind of not it's not as easy to travel back and forth either. So it's just I've learned to I learned that he's my true soulmate, too, because a lot of people ask us. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people ask me, you know, like how y'all do it, how you do it. But the fact that he believes in me and my future and my dreams that makes it even you know better it's like okay this is my purpose because i done got married to this man that's allowing me to stay in the states while he's overseas and he he's my biggest cheerleader so it's like you just i've i've learned myself like and to know that you know god won't put no no more on you than you can bear and i know that's right that's right yeah so yeah it's it's yeah i love (laughs) that me too. I love that. And it's so interesting. And I'm so glad that you um, shared your story because it's important to highlight like women of our generation who are doing multiple things and they have so many hats that they wear. Like we're the generation that brought up the number of like women that own businesses, like more entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We're doing so much more. And sometimes we can't reach back to our parents and ask questions about certain things because they can't relate. Mm-hmm. They can't relate. And we're literally figuring things out on by on our own or by ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes you only have to, well, I won't say only have to, but the only person who you can rely on is your spouse, your significant other. And, you know, I think what I've learned in my marriage is that I can't do it all. I cannot do right. it all. I'm strong will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after being by yourself and being so strong will, especially coming out of the military, I just was living by myself. So everything was on me. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, you know, married and I'm with my husband, it's like, okay, you can relax. Like, <laughs> you know, talk to him, like tell him what's going on. Don't assume the worst, you know, Um, don't assume that he won't do these things. He's, you know, a good person. He's a good man. You know, we always um, in my family, like I had women who always did everything. The men would like, you know, not really be present. It's like the women were the head of the household. So for me, that's all I saw, you know, so it's like I'm kind of breaking that. And it's like you're going to have to depend on your husband 
to be your your partner. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, you know, basically not be so, you know, strong all the time. Be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be able to share your feelings, be able to cry, be able to like tell him I'm not okay. <laughs> like right. it like you just said that you cried the other day. I just cried this morning because some stuff with my job just really bothered me and I was like I feel some type of way. <laughs> I feel some type of way. Like, uh, like I'm not feeling this. And he was just like, it's okay. You know, you're going yeah. through a transition period. And, you know, he was able to talk me out of that. So I think that's one thing that I've truly learned is your partner, if your partner is really, truly there for you, they will be vulnerable for you. They will be sensitive mm-hmm. for you. They will truly look for your best interests and they will basically have that care to to basically take care of your emotions when you need them, you know, to make sacrifices like you might not have it this day or, you know, or we might not even be together a certain amount of time. And I need Mm -hmm. you to do this and hold down the household and they have to be ready for that. And it is a sacrifice at some point. But um, when you're married, I feel like you can't be ready to just give it all up because, you know, things aren't going right for one period of time. You really have to be able to work it out and problem solve and talk to each other. So I love that answer. Like um, I was talking to one of my homeboys, he he was listening to one of my podcast episodes and he was like, I think a lot of women go wrong because they don't know how to let a man lead. He was like, you have to, in order for a relationship to work, that man has to know that you need him. And I know that, you know, that sounds, you know, kind of like an ego kind of thing, but for real men, Mm -hmm. men need that. And women need Mm -hmm. to be okay with having somebody help them. He was like, you know, everybody want to be an independent woman and that's fine. But when you independent for too long and you're not willing to have a man take that lead, it, it, it hurts you because at the end of the day, somebody has to be the neck while the other is the head. And if you trying to be the head and the neck, what, that leads for nowhere for you know the man to be so when he said that I was like okay you making some sense now you making some (laughs) you making some sense so Chris what about you what have you learned about yourself through the process of being Um, a wife just to piggyback off what Stephanie said exactly um dependent uh depending on someone um letting someone take the lead like since I was 16 I've always had my own job had Mm -hmm. did my own thing like I was 16 and I saw name brand clothing. My mom like, I ain't buying that. So I'm like, shoot, I'm going to get my own job and buy it for myself. So mm. growing up, I, I just figured out a lot of things on my own because I was 16, the oldest. And it was just a lot of things I had to figure out on my own. So being in a relationship, then being into a, a marriage, it, it kind of just opened your eyes. Like you really, like she said, you can't do everything your own. Um, I had lost my job was it 2017 I was laid off and I thought my world had ended like it was just crazy I was just like I can't believe it was like the job of my dreams I really enjoyed it and I was laid off and my husband he just said like we gonna be good we gonna get Mm -hmm. through this and it was just like I couldn't find the 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 why or or what to do in this situation because I'm so used to working and doing on my own like 
it was times like I didn't even want to ask him to do certain things because I'm like, I can't keep on asking him for this and that and the other. Like, we got this other stuff to worry about. And then I'm coming to him asking for this. And he was just like, what you worried about? Mm. This is what we, this is why I'm here. Like, I'm here for you. Like, I'm here to provide and protect. Like, when it comes to certain things, he kind of old school in a sense Mm -hmm. because he grew up with his granddaddy and his dad being the, the the head of the household. And my dad, when my mom was together, he was the head of the household. And my granddad, he was the head of the household. So they, it was like the, the wives was like the, the nurturers, the, the cookers, the cleaners. So mm-hmm. I was kind of the opposite of that. But me being laid off, I kind of fell into that role. And at a, at a point, I was just like, I, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, uh-uh, this is not what I want to do. But... He was never the type to be like, oh, no, you have to go back to work. He was always supportive. Like, if you want to do this, do this. Like, even when it came to me starting my business, he was like, go for it. Like, Mm -hmm. just do it. I'm here. Like, I I got you. Here's the the money. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. And it's just just crazy how you really just, like, put put your all in someone. And really, mm-hmm. really let let them help you, lead you, and guide you, and help you along with this relationship. And it's crazy how you can just really love somebody so hard, so hard, and so much that you can put all your trust and reliability in them to just be like, okay, he said he got me, so I'm mm-hmm. just gonna chill. Oh, y'all, y'all yes. saying a word to me because I'm listening to y'all talk and my heart is beating fast because I'm just like, <laughs> because that is a scary notion to like really surrender yourself to someone and really put your faith that they have you. You know what I mean? Especially yes. when you're so used to doing it all yourself and to, to trust that somebody has your back. Woo! Yeah, so I was getting, I was getting like my chest was just, my my skin was getting hot because I'm like, oh, yes. So if crazy. he love you, yeah, if he love you, he gonna do it regardless. Okay. That's why it's so crazy, you know, um, about this is a woman wifeable, like, and you know, there's this thing like the high value woman, this and that, and it's just like, okay, my man is not thinking that way, like. Mm-hmm. I could say something like, okay, I need to get my hair done. He's like, you good? Like, why are you stressing? I mean, because we really think about it. Like, you're at the, we're in a pandemic. You know, we put all these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. And we don't even realize how unreal that is. Mm-hmm. We have so much other stuff going on as women. And we're mm-hmm. always scrutinized for those things. And to hear your husband not hold you to those standards because he already understands like the pressure that you're under it's like why am I like why do I care about what uh, Kevin Samuels and everybody else is talking about my man got me I got him and that's all that matters exactly which is a perfect segue because I want to know did y'all have a Sierra prayer like did you (laughs) did you did you have a prayer that you said was it a list that you made like how can I too have a good black mind (laughs) no I didn't have a prayer I didn't even want to get married I didn't even want kids it just kind of happened look at God it it, it wasn't Mm -hmm. something like I desired like oh I want to I wasn't that girl that was like oh my gosh when I get married I want to have this white dress I want to do this it was nothing that I just dreamt of as a little girl 
Yeah. It just happened. It just fell into your lap. It, it, you say? Fell, in, it, it fell into place. Like it was just. Because you never finished. Okay. So I, Chris and I, we were roommates. <laughs> She never finished her story. She said she met her high school sweetheart and then they broke up. I was with Chris. We lived together after graduating from TSU. We came to Chicago and um, we were living here in Chicago. She was like, I just started talking back to my old high school boyfriend. And, you know, I'm thinking about going back home, but I don't know how it's going to be. And I'm like, girl, go. Like, Wait, th- first of all, Sasha, pause. Okay. Because it seemed like I was going after that man. <laughs> okay. And I was not going after that she, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she, was, she was not. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> She wasn't going after that man, but he was a man there for her, okay? That helped aided her in her decision, okay? Yeah. And he he had some type of a part in it, you know what I mean? Because we had talk, we talked about it on our purple couch, Chris. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> but she went home, and then they got together, and the rest is history. Like, they're married, and they have a beautiful daughter. So you're saying that if it just happened, like... What was that moment for you where you were like, okay, this this is real now? So when I went back home, I just kept seeing him out. Like it was like, why do I keep seeing this man everywhere? I go to the club, he there. I go to Benihana, he there. I'm like, is he stalking me or like what is going on? So after a while, we I don't know how we end up exchanging numbers again. We start talking and start kicking it, but. He started acting funny while we were like reconnecting and dating. I was just like, I felt like communication was off. I felt like he he was being secretive and like sh- like kind of like shying me away. And like one day, I finally said, F it. I'm just about to say." Oh, we can cuss, can we? Yes, girl. You I can said, curse. Fuck. I said, fuck. <laughs> I said, let me talk to this nigga because I'm trying to figure out what's really going on. So we had a heart-to-heart conversation. I said, what is really going on? Like, what what are we doing? Like, I'm not about to keep on being uh, your little yo-yo. You have me up and down. Like, what we doing? And he was just like, he knew that getting back together with me, it was gonna have to. He was gonna have to make it official. And he wasn't ready at the time, and then he realized he was ready, and then we made it officially there, and then got engaged a year or two later, and then got married. But he all he has told me before, like he knew if we ever got back together, I guess it was in his head because it was never in my head. <laughs> but if, if we ever got together, like he knew I was going to be his wife, or he had to make me his wife. Okay, so he had a whole a prayer too. <laughs> they said, "Don't ask what Sierra prayer were for. You better ask what Russell's was." Okay. <laughs> so then, um, Stephanie or Ashley, did y'all have a prayer or a list or anything like that? Okay. Well, um, no, I didn't have a prayer. I I met Jamar in high school, so I really wasn't praying for no man. <laughs> <laughs> I was out here, you know, being a high school student. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't have a prayer. I didn't have, but I will say, like Chris said, we did break up in college. It was his senior year in college, and we broke up for like we broke up for like three months. But I say six because it wasn't to, we wasn't back together. So I said we was back together, and, and um, 
I did used to ride in my little Cavalier and I used to sing Donnell Jones. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to call that a prayer, uh, that, yeah. It was Wh- which Donnell, Donnell Jones, Jones you talking about? Uh, Where I want to be. Listen, honey, I used to watch the video. I used to be like, he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> and he came back. <laughs> Baby, he came back on phone. Oh, two hands and two knees, honey. Okay. <laughs> I love they it. Don't go far. They don't go far. I love it. Stephanie, what about you? Did you did you have a Sierra prayer or a list or anything? I did I didn't have a, a Sierra prayer, but y'all used to watch Real World, right? Yes. Okay. So y'all mm-hmm. know Real World Boston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so Camila the black girl that was on there. Do y'all remember when she had that notepad where she listed every single thing that she wanted in a man? Yes. Because yes. I, I too made a list after that. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that is so smart. I'm about to do that. So I was like listing every single thing that I could even think of in a man. So I remember like taking it to school. I was like in sixth or seventh grade. And I remember like telling this one girl, I was like, yes, if I ever get a man one day, these are all the things that I'm gonna have on there. She was like, girl, you got this whole list. What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> and I, at that moment, I was like, dang, this do sound kind of crazy. But yeah, so, but anyways, in college, um, I used to always tease him. Like when we were freshmen, I would be like, somebody think you cute. <laughs> somebody somebody got a little crush on you or whatever and he was like for real who is that who is that don't worry about it and then I'll walk off <laughs> so I was I was a hella flirt like I would flirt with you for real if I liked you but yeah I I did away with the whole you kind of know like who you want in a man like general things but yeah I never really for real harped on it like that with a list and a prayer I think that's I don't know. He might have been praying for me or something. I don't I'll know. tell you. We, got to, we have to know what Russell was praying for. Yeah, we're we going to have to ask him because I don't know. I was playing around by the time I met him <laughs> later on. So. That's so funny that you said that because I used to, okay, yeah, this sounds crazy, but I used to write letters to myself like in the future. So <laughs> Me too. And me too. I'm at my parents' house and like I have a box of everything, like, you know, different things from high school and stuff. So I went in that box and I was reading this stuff and I'm like girl <laughs> who did you think you were Sasha <laughs> like I, I'm telling you I thought it was Moesha like I, dear diary oh 60 year old self if you're reading this in the future <laughs> this is what you were doing like so corny and I remember having a list and then I like I read that list out and I would just laugh because I was just like it's just so crazy how your mind like you you know that you're physically getting older and you know that you're getting smarter and stuff like that. But sometimes you really do have to go back to that moment in the eighth grade where I thought I was going to marry Gordon Barnes. And I was just <laughs> like, girl, <laughs> that was my boo in the eighth grade. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and I was just like, girl, you are crazy because... 
none of this stuff that's here is what you even would even want now. You know, it's just just seeing how much you have grown sometimes is it's laughable. At the time you really serious. You know, when you're young, you just think that you have all the answers and you know what your life is gonna be like. And now in our thirties, you could laugh like at some of the stuff <laughs> that you thought you was gonna be doing or where you're at right now. Um how did y'all know your husband was the one? Because everyone always says, you just know, you just know. Well, how the hell do you know? Like, is this, is this something that makes you do something differently that you don't normally do? And you were like, I knew from that moment I was acting like this, so I must have really, you know. I'm try- I, 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 I don't know if it's a set answer, but was there any type of things that you had? How you moved, was that different? I would say I knew my husband was the one when, well, I didn't, it's like, you don't really know. It just kind of happens. That may be cliche, but it's kind of like now that I look back on it, it's like I said, he would come up and sit with me while I closed, you know, my ice cream shop. And I had a whole boyfriend at the time. Like I said, I was in 10th grade and he wasn't even coming up there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh yeah, my homeboy, you know. And then it's like just some of the things, like you said, it kind of makes you want to, once you kind of realize who you are and you you accept that like, okay, I'm not perfect. Everything I do is not just right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, Tell sometimes I ask my husband like, does this get on your nerves? Or just tell me, you know, what I'm doing so I can try to fix it. Or if I know or if I notice something, I'll bring it up like, Hey, does this get on your nerves? But then it's you know, and I'm trying to fix it for for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make him feel, you know, comfortable or more better, you know, or better mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um It it makes sense. Yeah, it's like it just kinda happens. It's when you can yeah. laugh and me and my husband, we can sit and talk on the phone all day. Like when we were kids, we would sit on like we'll just sit and talk on the phone all day if we can. And mm-hmm. we laughing and the conversation actually goes on. So it's kind of just like I'm talking to my best friend or if I'm talking to him. And sometimes I say, girl, that's how I know you the one. Cause I'm, like, I'm talking to yes. my best friend. I did that. You know? I did that the other day. Yeah. Oh my it's like when you feeling like, you know, of course he go off, but it's like, right, right. I'm just that comfortable with you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk to him about anything. So I, yeah. I agree with Ashley. That's how, I, I, like she said, it's cliche to say it, but you, it's just like, it, you just know. And like, yeah. If it, your mate has to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be able to talk to them about any and everything, like, to the core. And I, I just feel like once you can do that, that's part of how you know. Like, you have my deep, th- deepest secrets. Mm-hmm. Some, my mama don't even know. You know, like yeah. right. it's crazy. I think for me, um, it, it's gonna seem so small, but keep in mind we were still in college, so <laughs> <laughs> so I remember. Um, he needed to uh, go to the airport because he was flying home. And so um, we had we were just talking, like we had just started talking. And, you know, 
we were like, okay, well, we're going to see you, you know, when you come back from the break or whatever. And, you know, you know, be safe, lie safe, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like in a daze, like, oh, he leaving, you know, you know, like him or whatever. So I'm so distracted that my ass done missed the turn. You know how confusing the airport is. Yeah. This is my first time <laughs> even at the airport. So I done missed the damn turn. I go where you got to like pay to get out of the parking area. So I didn't have the money. So I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I had to like turn around and I called him. I was like, I don't have no money to get out of this parking area. <laughs> and it's asking, he was like, drive back around. I got you. And oh. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> like, he got me. What? He don't even, like, we not for real talking like that, but he gonna take care of me like that. Okay. Like, cause, and it's funny because I had just gotten out of a really, really toxic relationship with somebody who was the complete opposite. I'm talking about somebody who would steal from me, somebody who would like not spend time with me, like just treat me like shit. So it was like really refreshing to see that. And I, I was just like in shock, like why would he, okay, you know? So it was at that moment where I knew like, we're not even talking. I mean, we're talking, but we don't go together, but he's already showing me that he's going to take care of me. So that was like a sign for me, like, Oh, he's a good person. Yeah. He's just generally a good person. And I think um, we shouldn't always like look at how they're going to treat me, but how they treat other people too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you treat your, you know, people around you like shit, like you ain't got no friends, people can't trust you. Like, what are they saying? What is his friends and the people around him and his family saying about him? And, you know, those are things, too, that can give you signs like, is he out doing things in a community? Like, is he good with kids? Does he just show like emotion? Like those types of things matter. So by him just showing me that up front and, you know, we had no type of commitment to each other. I was like, damn, you're just a good ass person. And I fuck with that. Like, we could go together. <laughs> we could go together now. <laughs> we could go together now. Yes. But so. no, that, that's real. Like, I mean, I don't have a husband or anything, but my parents have been married for going on 34 years. And my mom always says that about my dad. Like, he's just a kind person. Like, he's just a nice guy. He's going to treat everybody nice. Like, he's going to bend over backwards. Sometimes too much. We'd be like, okay, now. <laughs> they already just showed you who they was <laughs> but he's just genuinely a nice person so I think for me that's always something that I try to look for just are you thoughtful are you kind like do you think of other people outside of yourself because I tend to do that and sometimes you know I get it people get burnt so they try to protect themselves but like like you said just genuinely being a nice person goes a long way especially if you're looking to be with somebody down the line like you said if you got to see how they treat they, the people closest to them yeah and you should always be apprehensive like when a man is saying oh well you know you ain't doing this on the fir first date you know I'm doing all of this and that it's like well what what are we exactly like do you plan on being married do you mm -hmm. plan on like what you have to define those uh what type of relationship is going to be out the gate you're gonna have to start asking questions you know we're not 
if you're starting to date now in your life or if you are dating, it's not going to be like, you know, our scenarios, how we all started in high school, college. We don't got that kind of time, bro. What is it out the gate? Like, like, what is it? So we can know how to go from there. So I think it's important to ask those questions out the gate. You know, if you're reserved about, you know, showing emotion or, you know, just things that you need to work through, mm, I think that should be a red flag to let you know that you should probably keep it moving, that this guy doesn't have your best intentions at heart. And he has no intention on taking care of you, looking after you for whatever reason. He could be, you know, going through his own thing that he needs to work out in therapy, but nonetheless that's not what you need in your life <laughs> so I think um just you know figuring that out like who are we like what 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 you trying to do exactly you got to ask some questions listen heated blanket talk you if you really your goal is to have somebody and that's where you see yourself in your future it only hurts you if you don't ask the questions because you could you could be stringed along, you know, or just not. I don't want to say wasting time because I feel like everything serves you for what it's supposed to serve you. And sometimes we don't like the lessons or we feel like we shouldn't have to have gone through that to get the lessons. Mm-hmm. But when you can protect yourself in that sense with being honest and having open communication and letting people know what you want, it really only helps you. And if so, that means that that person has to exit your life hey so be it because you said that this is what you want you know whatever you want for your life is attainable you just have to put that work in whichever which way you want it to be um let's debunk some myths okay so marriage versus the fairy tale what was your thought about marriage and what is the reality (laughs) of being married (laughs) um i don't think i had a it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hard work. Like, I think people think that it's easy. It's like, especially if people on the outside, like, oh, you guys don't never ha- have any issues. You don't have any problems. Like, you don't know what, we, people can paint a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. It's, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of compromise. And it ain't no fairy tale. Fairy tales don't exist. Only in the books. Mm-hmm. Only in the books. You said that with your chest out. <laughs> Only in the books. <laughs> <laughs> anybody um, else <laughs> i i agree with chris it is a lot it is a hard work um it is a sacrifice it is having to you know be yourself but still kind of um i guess submit to your husband as well to be and he sub- believe it or not the man has to submit to you too so mm-hmm. yes um they they don't say that part um in the books but the men men submit to you too so it's it's kind of like binding to become one um equally yoked and it's but it's it's joyous too it's a lot of fun walking and holding hands and going through this journey called life together with someone that you know that's gonna be there with you until the end so it's it's I guess, like Chris said, it's not a fairy tale, but it's still kind of like you still get those butterflies. So. Butterflies, definitely. Yeah. Aww. Especially when your husband just stare at you one day. You're like, what are you looking at? He just. Yeah. Just looking at and you. see, with us, me and my husband, okay. we. <laughs> with us being long distance, honestly, and not just trying to, you know, I guess, like Sasha says, big our relationship up, but like. When we do get together, like, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like the first time again because we actually 
we are we are being made to give each other space. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty dope too. And you know, we I'm excited to see the next journey of our marriage, which is when he retires and you know he's home and you know. So it's just something to look forward to. It's always it's always more. Yes. Stephanie, what about you? Is there any thoughts about marriage versus what the reality of marriage actually is that you may have had? Yeah. um, It's okay to have space in your marriage. Um, It's okay to have like free time for yourself. You're not, you don't always have to be like up under your spouse. Like like you need time to decompress. But um, another thing that, uh, was broken as a myth to me was when to get married. And um, I always thought that I was going to get married at least by 25. And the recession hit around that time. Mm-hmm. So all of that was out the window. <laughs> like, I couldn't get a job. I had just graduated from college and all of that. And I was like, broke. I was broke as hell. So um, I had to take a different route, um, join the military. And we ended up in a long distance relationship. And that is, you know, kind of untraditional based off, you know, I guess to say off a previous generation, like typically you graduate from college and then you get married and, you know, you have kids and all of that. But um, one thing I will say, I remember, Uh, one of my friends got married while she was in college. And then it was like, right after she got married, she had kids. And I was talking to her on the phone. I'll never forget. I was at Target and she was like, Stephanie, do me one favor. And I was like, girl, what is it? She was like, don't have kids right after you get married. And I was like, why is that? She was like, have time to enjoy your marriage. She was like, them kids can wait. She was on fuck them kids way before. (laughs) Fuck them kids is a thing. Way before. Way before um, Aisha Curry said it. And I was like, dang, that's real. And those are things I wouldn't have even thought about. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know, again, looking back on, you know, our parents' generation, you know, they get married, they have kids, and then that's it. And happily ever after. And I think, um, we are defining marriage on our own terms, not me specifically, but I just think this generation in general, um, we don't have to subscribe to the fairy tale. I honestly, you know, don't believe that there is a fairy tale. The wedding was the fairy tale part, honestly. It was fun. <laughs> and, you know, that's your time to just be like, I'm a princess and, you know, all of that. But after that, it's work. <laughs> it's work, it's compromise and sacrifice but it's also a lot of fun too it has its ups and downs and marriage is still just a facet of who you are it's just a facet of your life marriage isn't everything either mm-hmm. so yes and yep. can I piggyback mm-hmm. on who is step, step, go right ahead step, Ashley and, um, yeah I and this may be kind of off subject but I um like when you said that she told you you know not to have kids or whatever I tell my friends that all the time like to women that are not married and like people that are just searching for that, sometimes you never know what you have or what you don't have until you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really have to cherish and take full advantage of your journey at that time, because when that time comes, what you did was never enough. 
And for an example, when I was in college, I feel like I took total advantage of my of my college career. But now, since I'm not in college anymore, I miss it so yeah, much. Yeah, yes. I could have <laughs> went a little harder. So Man. like, I have yes. my friends. Yeah, I have my friends looking at me like, I'm ready. I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to have the kid. I'm like, okay, be ready, prepare for it, but don't forget to live in the moment that you're in there because once you get it, you're gonna miss that time. I I can't remember the last time I had a nap, y'all. I got a three year old, and I and. Is no no shade to my baby, no mm-hmm. shade to my husband, mm-hmm. but it's like you never know what you have until you don't have it anymore. So take full advantage because no matter what you do, when you get to that point where you can't have it anymore, you're gonna still feel like you didn't do enough, you know. Yeah. So it's just like yes, live I your totally journey, enjoy your path, you. yeah, yes. enjoy your and I path. Also, I also feel like when it comes to your marriage, don't forget who you guys are. Prior to having that baby, because yep. it's mm-hmm. important to have those date nights. It's important to have yep. those time together because you can forget it and be consumed in so many other things that mm-hmm. you forget why you guys are even there. Yeah, that's a great segue, Chris. I was going to ask you all, um, what does self care as a wife look like? Like, do you mm. do solo trips? Do you have your girls trips? Is it just time where you like? can escape out of the house for some hours and then yes, come back home. <laughs> like what does self-care for wives look like? I like, I like going to lunch by myself. I like going into a room, closing the door and, and letting him be with that child. <laughs> it's like, certain things. Like I like spending time by myself because I remember after I had uh, my baby, I could tell that he understood like I needed that time because he had literally come home from work. He was like, do you need to go somewhere? Do you need to do anything? Going to Target was my my, my outlet. I would go walk around at Target and buy so <laughs> much stuff I shouldn't have been doing. But it was, that's what I needed. Like mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, I like to get my hair done. I like to get my nails mm-hmm. done. Like Those are the type of things that make me feel good. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely important. Anybody else? Ashley? Um, yeah, so self-care for me is, <laughs> self-care comes in a lot of different uh, yeah. ways for me. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I'm a student as well, as well as working, and right now my husband is overseas, so child, when I take my daughter to school sometimes, I make sure I, in my calendar, I make sure I shut my doors of my business for a day, at least one day of the month when I don't have school and I don't have to work. And sometimes I schedule a massage. Sometimes I just sit on my couch and eat. Eat. Sometimes I just (laughs) watch TV, whatever, you know. I even come in my husband's man cave and lay on his stuff. (laughs) And I love, I love, I'm the only one in my friend friend traveling group, um, which are my line sisters, love them to death. I'm the only one with a kid and the only one married. But they still include me. And guess what? Mama's going every time they ask. Okay. <laughs> I do not feel shame to let, let leaving my baby with her daddy or with her grandma. It, it's going to be one or the other. I don't feel shame. And, and I am fine. Ashley, don't that annoy you? I don't know if some people say that to you or you get it, but a lot of I see a lot of people like mom shaming people if they go somewhere out of town or leave their child. It's like, yeah, and that's why, why I can't call, I do that's that? why they crazy. That's why they crazy. <laughs> and that's why they look dry. And that's why right. we can't <laughs> and be happy, okay? That's why, baby, this mama is popping because this mama okay. is in her life. <laughs> you know, we, we, we gave life 
for them to live them, their life. And I want my I want my baby to see like, listen, you can do whatever you want to do and you can still because at the end of the day, we still have to live our life for us, too. Mm-hmm. We can't like mm-hmm. I can't keep pouring into my kid and my husband and not and pouring, I'm pouring into myself, myself. because right? that'll really stress you out. And honestly, I my daughter will be four in August and un- this year, 2021, is really the first year, I, I'm going to say late 2020, where I've really just kind of came back to myself, honestly. So after having a kid, you your body changed, your mind, you know, it's so much going on and postpartum. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I lost a lot of family members in 2019 due to just like a lot of random stuff. So I, I went through depression as well, not even knowing that I was in this state until I came out, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just like looking back it's just like okay let's go like it is what it is let's live this life and let's let's have you gotta live it for you too you gotta be able to have something to pour in because if not you're gonna be dry literally okay so yeah but yeah i feel you chris girl be be yourself and be a mama. You can do both. You can do both. Well, I mean, you can do both. I've seen it. I'm like, I can't. I keep talking like I know these these things, but I've seen it, so I know that you all can do it as well. Yes, yes. That's inspiring. That is so inspiring to hear. Yes, y'all it, can. It, it, really, seriously, you can do both. Stephanie, what's your self care like as a wife? My self care it comes in two forms, like the rest and relaxation. Like, if I go home to see my parents, I'm going to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting a hotel room, mm-hmm. and I'm getting um, some wine, and I'm watching uh, whatever else on TV, and I'm ordering my food, like, through Uber Eats so they can come deliver it to me. <laughs> like, I'm chilling. I know, that's right. I am mm-hmm. chilling. And then um, just, like, peace and quiet, you know, sipping wine, listening to Victoria Monet. Like, mm. I just want to chill, just listening to relaxing music and just, like, not having nothing going on. And then the other form of self-care for me is doing something that I like to do or something that um, builds on me, like, if I like to go, I don't know, run, or if it's a podcast, like, for example, you working on your podcast, if that was something that I like to do, I would spend time, like, doing that because I love to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like to spend time, like, looking at how to do um, animation videos on YouTube because it's something I want to learn how to do. Yeah. And so I can't do that if I'm, you know, getting off work and I'm tired. I don't even want to do nothing. Like, I just want to chill out. But on the weekend, when I don't have nothing going on, just pull up YouTube and just, you know, watch what I want to watch or do whatever I want to do for me. Just something that I want to do. So So ladies out there, especially if you are wives and, you know, you kind of feel guilty about wanting your your time to yourself or being away from your kids if you have kids, like it is okay. You should. Everybody should have a self-care routine. I think even if you're not in a relationship, you definitely need one just to break away from everyday cycle of the stuff that we have to deal with uh, on top of an pandemic. I know for me, it was just I had to come back home and I was just like, dang, now this house is full again, like how it was 
when I was in high school. <laughs> and I'm like, I need time to myself. Um, I think my parents do a great job. Like growing up, I used to always see them do their own personal trips. So that mm-hmm. they would be a guy's trip. My mom and her girls would go on a trip, and then they'll do couple trips together. So I kind of always seen that, and I definitely know when that if I ever get to that stage in my life, that I definitely want to have carved out time for me. But yes, yeah, self care is super super important. Um, I have three more questions because I know it's getting a little late. So I wanted to know because I feel like I notice this when people get married, and maybe it's not even a conscious thing that people do; it just happens. Um, your social media. So as a wife, does it look different now or do you still post the same stuff? I know when people have kids, all I'm going to see is a child, which I'm fine with because you're happy. <laughs> um, but I've also noticed, too, like for my friends who have gotten married, you know, I, and I love seeing the family pictures. You know what I mean? Like I love seeing you posted with your husband. And I do see like, you know, there aren't the same type of pictures like Y'all ain't really doing no thirst trap pictures. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> trying to clickbait people to come into sliding in your DMs. So does your social media look different now? Would you say that it's because you're a wife now or just because you've just gotten older? Like, what is it? I don't yeah. think my social media changed, honestly. Yeah, mine's either. Okay. I don't. I don't post as much. I posted my story before I actually posted my page, but like that that's the yep. biggest change. Same. Yeah, same, same. for me. Okay. I never really posted thirst traps. I was like just that. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean it just depends <laughs> on like what you're focusing on in life at the moment. If it's traveling, right. you're gonna post travel pictures. Right. If you like to eat, you go post your, your food pictures. I mean you know, if you putting thirst traps out there, you know what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just a reflection of, you know, what what you're doing in life um, right. generally or what you like. So, Perfect. Okay. So, that's, that's good to know. Ladies <laughs> out there, just be yourself <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> on your social yeah. media. Of course, you know, if your significant other may have some, you know, you know what you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. If if they can't right. do it and you're going to feel some type of way, you probably shouldn't be doing it either. Um, <laughs> um, how, how do you or did you all navigate friendships as being married? Um, I can speak for myself. My best friend got married and... It was fine, but at the at the time she got married, we were kind of like in an odd, odd space, you know. We weren't really communicating like that. We had just kind of like fallen out and trying to get our relationship back on track. And I don't know if y'all have ever fallen out with a friend, but like them friendship fallouts are really hard. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, this was my best friend. She knows everything about me. And this chunk of me is just gone now. So when she got married, I wasn't jealous or anything, but I just felt like I, I wouldn't include her all the time for things, right? So I'd be like, oh, well, she probably not going to go because she, you know, she has a child. So I didn't include her. And she was like, if you, yeah, she was like, if you want this relationship, she was like, (laughs) and she sat me down. She was like, you know, I know that we are trying to rekindle our relationship, but if you want this to work, I'm going to need more participation on your end because you never include me. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she told me, and I was like, oh yeah, I just don't think, she was like, don't think for me. (laughs) 
I'll let you know. Yes. I'll let you know if I can't go. Yes. And I said, you know what? I needed that talking to because mm-hmm. I think for somebody on the outside, I didn't want to be a disruptive person in her life. You know what I mean? And she was like, girl, no, you're fine. She was like, I sometimes need to get away. And you are my outlet at times. And when you don't include me, I get mad. And then I see these pictures and you here and you there. And bitch, you didn't even ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm doing better at that, especially when you said that, Ash, like, you know, your girl still asks you to be involved. So how is that for y'all? Or how is that if you're going through it now? Oof. I've been through that. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a real thing. I'm glad you brought that up because it it started before marriage for me. Like, you know how you you find somebody that you booed up with and it's like, oh, you ain't got time to kick it with your friends no more. You with this nigga. You don't even know if y'all going to be together. Then you break up. You're going to be all on my phone in my room talking to me about him. And it's like, but I love him, though. <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, it, it's just a phase of growth. Like, you want your friends to be there for you regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also want them to understand that you also care care about this person that you're talking to. And you want to find out more about them. You know, everything is fresh and new. And you, you've been in love. Well, you've, you're getting into love and you want to, you know, go out together all the time. And your friends are going to feel the type of way. And I've been that friend, too. And it's like you feel alone mm-hmm. and your friends are forced to deal with the fact that, you know, this is going to be a new reality in life. We're going to split up at some point. And um, I just think it's the realization for some people Um, however they want to take it and internalize it you know it might just be them not wanting to be alone or they might not have friends that they can kick it with like that and they feel sad about it and that's just their way of acting out about it but like your friend told you like it's important to always have love for your friends and always keep them in mind you might not talk every day but just to understand like girl I know we don't talk every day but I am here And, you know, I still care about you and don't assume that, you know, life is always changing. You might not always be available, but like you said, don't count me out. You know, things happen, you know, it might be a day where I can take leave and I might be able to go, but just don't assume that I can't, you know what I'm saying? Just keep the door open for me sometimes. Yes. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's, that's a real thing. You know, friends are competing with your new man and it's like where what does that look like for your friends like how are they going to deal with that yeah I um I I mean I've lost friends due to life but I don't think it was due to my marriage and I'm so grateful for I I say I have two best friends and each best friend is different in a way and I have one that I've known since first grade and I have one that I've known since seven and I'm just so thankful for them because as we, and including them too, as we change and as we grow in life, we kind of change with each other. And Mm -hmm. that's how I know, that's why I call them my, like my soulies and my best friend, because we evolve and we learn from each other. So like I have one who just had a baby and I have one that doesn't. So, you know, at, at this moment, we are, we are learning from each other. They're learning from me. I'm learning from them and vice versa. So I'm I'm thankful for that, but um, I feel like if you do lose a friend due to being married or having a kid, 
they they probably wasn't your friend from the get go because mm-hmm. at any moment at those moments especially having a baby with postpartum and just so much that women go through um whether they're married or not a real friend knows that they need to be by your side at that moment mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of like and and i mean sasha i get what you were saying too you know you didn't want to bombard but like too you know it's it's important to communicate with your friends and just mm-hmm. to make sure like hey okay i know you married now so what's what's tea what we doing yeah how, how do we do this <laughs> and you know we can't we can't get upset we just evolve and we let life happen and if it's meant to be you know i i say friendships are like relationships mm-hmm. so like if it's meant to be it's meant to be and my husband is very very in tune and close with my best friends too so like for Christmas or it's so crazy because sometimes he'll get my gifts and he's gotten the ideas from my best friend and my best friend asked me about it and I didn't even know that he was asking she was asking for him <laughs> if that makes sense you know yeah. so yes. I I like I like that they can I'm the only child too so I like that you know those are my sisters and he know he can call them and he he isn't mad that one isn't married and he is he isn't mad that one is so mm-hmm. I can still hang with my single best friend just like I can hang with my married one. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like I said, friendships are like relationships. So it's, you have to be equally yoked with your friends as well. Yes. Mm. What about you, Chris? Because I know your complaints <laughs> that you was having. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't feel like I lost any friends because of marriage or having a baby. But I do feel sometimes I felt kind of like, alone in a sense like I see everybody all my friends doing things and I can't necessarily do those or no one's called me because they always assume well she got a baby or she can't do nothing or and it's just like that kind of made me feel some type of way uh, at times and like I think what people fail to realize yeah you're married like I'm not saying I have to check in with my husband but you know it's certain ways you got to move when you're married like I can't mm-hmm. just jump up and go out of town because I have a baby and I have a husband. It's some things that we have to discuss. And then I can get with my homies. It's like, okay, girls, we can do this and that and other. And I feel like people just automatically assume, oh, she can't do it because of her baby. Or she got this going on or that going on. Like, always communicate and ask to see what's going on. I can totally understand where Dominique is coming from. Because I was like, I was just like that. Like, don't, don't just assume that I can't do nothing. Yes, that that was my biggest lesson on friendship with my married best friend. Like, don't assume. So if you're listening out there and you feel it some type of way, but you ain't really communicated with your girl and you like, you know, I don't feel like she want to do this. No, talk, please. (laughs) If, If you value the relationship for real, because like you said, being equally yoked with somebody some friendship deaths are hard and the grieving mm-hmm. process to it it's just like oh I was like yeah. we're gonna have to get it together because you literally like my best friend since high school and I just cannot go through life without like I never pictured it you know mm-hmm. so when we did have riffs and it was because of our communication we were like no nah, we got to get it together now that I'm back home I will say sometimes too distance um it's hard with any type of distance. And I think once you come together and you're in closer proximity, I think it helps a lot too, because you're forced to, you forced to face the music sometimes if that's what you want to do. Um, so my last question before I go into any advice that you ladies would like to give is, um, 
what do single women need to know about this next chapter in life? So I guess that goes into advice. So anything that you would like to give any tea about, um, even to the women who are married that maybe they need a little bit more encouraging. Maybe they're going through a valley, you know, within their marriage and they need to see the light. So any type of advice that you would give either to single women or to women who are married? I would say to all women, don't lose yourself. Like, be true mm-hmm. to yourself. Like, self-care is definitely something that's needed. And, like, you have to be true to yourself to know what you want in a relationship or a marriage. So, um, just know what you want and be vocal about it. And don't and don't sit around and wait and think that, the, that these men are just going to assume that you want this. Because if you want it, you better let that person know. And what they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Stephanie. Um, I would say that um, what you did uh, when you first started talking, try to keep doing those things in your marriage. Keep those friendships. I mean, keep your friendship. You know, laugh. Um, go out on dates when you can. Keep that same energy in your marriage. And I remember. Um, after our wedding, one of my friends pulled me to the side and he was like, and he pulled both of us to the side and was like, it's going to be a lot of people coming up to y'all and trying to give y'all advice saying it's going to be hard. It's going to be yes. this. He was like, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Do y'all do what y'all did from the beginning and don't change. He was like, don't lose yourself. You know, still have fun, still keep going out. Like, have fun in your marriage so he was like take you know all that advice with a grain of salt and try not to take advice from too many people too because you never know who's truly speaking from a place where they know or they're speaking from a place of true good intentions too so it's just it's just always to be careful with um you know whose advice that you take to in your marriage Yep, and I would just say um, to women who are not married yet, like I said earlier, enjoy your path, enjoy your journey. Don't sit and think about it too much because our lives and our journeys are already written. So you can't sit here and just stress, stress, stress about a man because he's already done. <laughs> and enjoy, enjoy what you have going on right now. Prepare yourself, set it up, and you know, let let it flow. Try not to be so forceful. Like enjoy that. Pr- if you're you're with you're dating a guy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Then build that friendship, build that bond. So when you guys do get into a relationship, all the little stuff won't matter. By then, y'all know how to communicate and get over that hump. So mm-hmm. that doesn't even matter. And to my married women, keep kicking, keep doing what you can do. If you gotta cry, if you get overwhelmed, you cry. You. You do your thing and just remember why y'all got married and to always remember that you're not always right. I know with me, sometimes I had to say, okay, that was wrong. So let me, <laughs> let me rewind. That was wrong. I'm going to rewind. And you know, your spouse has to do the same. And just like, like Chris and Stephanie said, keep living your life. Don't lose yourself. Um, keep that smile. Keep that glow. And just remember you are you for a reason. So, yeah. Yes, ladies, y'all did that. 
y'all really like I'm sitting at my I'm staring at the screen smiling like all, all teeth like I'm just so blessed and honored that y'all were on this podcast and just really like gave it to us funky and just sister girl type way that I think that it's easy to digest and I just really, really appreciate y'all for getting on this episode. So thank you, Chris, Ashley, and Stephanie. I really appreciate it. And I hope y'all had a good time being on the show. I know sometimes talking, um, you know, just knowing that it's being recorded sometimes makes people a little apprehensive. But y'all were bomb. Like I can't, I can't stress it enough. Y'all were amazing. So were you? Yes, thank you. Yes, you too. Thank you for having us too. This was really fun. It was. Yes, ladies. Ah! (laughs) This was a form of self care. Yes. Self care, getting it out, discussing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy to have helped because y'all have helped me. (laughs) Let me. (laughs) I have been taking notes, and I'm sure (laughs) that we have helped plenty of people. I actually think I hope some men listen to the podcast. You know, the crazy thing is. All of my homeboys, like, they will listen to something and then they'll text me or hit me up like, I didn't agree with that. Or, yeah, that made sense. I'm like, so you want to get on the podcast with me? Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I try to have my stuff recorded so people can use it back on me. I'm like, if you just get on the podcast and speak your truth and just talk, I mean, other people are going to agree. Of course, there's going to be some things that people may, you know, look at differently. But at the end of the day, it's you and who you are. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate that you all showed up as authentically as you possibly could. And I and I think that people can tell, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell when it's a farce that people are putting up. And y'all really were so inviting and so welcoming. And I didn't feel it. I, I was not nervous about this episode. Like, normally I get a little nervous before... I start and I'm like, Stephanie, I've never met you, girl, but I feel, I, I feel like we know each other for real, for real. Like, and I was just like, you know, how's it going to be with being on a podcast? Because normally I, I have some type of connection and I know we're all connected through TSU, but we don't all talk all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. so f- to have y'all on here be like my first guest, like that aren't in a texting circle of mine. I really appreciate y'all like for real for getting on and like it just showed me that I can do this so thank y'all so much (laughs) you got yes you have it you're doing it what you mean yeah you're right (laughs) you are doing it (laughs) I can I can speak for myself like when you sent me the text or the dm about it I was like wow I'm you know I'm honored and like I follow Melvin but me and Melvin we don't we don't talk every day or we don't talk a lot. We know of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's good to know, like somebody, somebody appreciates me like that. Yes. I don't even know appreciates it. So I I'm thankful that you even see me as a great wife, you and Melvin. So I, I totally, I don't know. They gave me a little gas, a little, <laughs> gas. They gave me a little gas to push. Like, okay, let me keep going, keep riding. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, y'all all are just amazing women. And like, I'm just really happy that Melvin, shout out to you again, Melvin. 
for putting this together and you were absolutely correct like <laughs> I gotta start listening to you more friend because you know what you're talking about PhD Melvin doctor yes, <laughs> Dr. Melvin. Williams but yes ladies like I said thank you all so much no this is Thank the end you. of the show. Um, I normally ask um, my guests, just drop your, you know, any social media handles if you want anybody to follow you. If you have a business, come on, this is your time to plug and to shine yourself. So whoever would like to go first, go right ahead. I'll go first. <laughs> my name is Ashley Sanders. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram on my um, personal page, which is underscore Ashley dot Monique. Um, you know how to spell Monique. Don't act like you don't. It's not that bad. <laughs> but anywho, it's underscore Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y dot M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I am also owner of Lash by Ash here in Montgomery, Alabama. And I'm also a global brand where I ship all over the world. I yes. can ship all the way to Italy where my husband is. So yes. <laughs> you can follow my business page, underscore Lashed, L-A-S-H-E-D dot by dot Ash. Um, yeah, follow me. Even if, hey, fellas, get your, get your women some lashes. Yes. You don't wear lashes. It's nothing, nothing to support. It's free. It's free to support. So mm-hmm. follow Lash by Ash, underscore Lash dot by dot Ash. And hope to see you guys in the future as Dr. Sanders. Yes. Yes, Dr. Sanders. Come on now. I'm Anita <laughs> Dennis. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Tuskegee. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stephanie or Chris, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Um, it's Kristen Jenkins again. Um, uh, my handles for my business, I actually own my own clothing boutique. It's online. It's called Closet Junk, and that's Closet Junk with a K. And that's on IG as Closet Junk. Um, online boutique, women's clothing. Best to go with brunch outfits. I have everyday outfits. I have going to the club office. Anything you want to wear, you can find it on my website. Um, but I do appreciate you again, Sasha, for letting us uh, on your platform to express what we believe or how we feel a wife should be or is. Yes, of course. Yes. Stephanie, did you want anybody to follow you or um, have anything that you would like to plug, promote? I don't have a business, but um, if you want to follow me, my um, social media is stephanie.laurel, and it's spelled L-A-U-R-E-L. My account is private, but, you know, if I fuck with you, I'll let you you in. I respect that. Yes. Um, But um, I do have another page that I started called Black and Ann Taylor. Um, So... I started it just as a passion project because I was inspired by the black women in Trader Joe's. Yes. And, oh, I and, love Trader Joe's. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, I love Ann Taylor. And I was seeing like all these black women, like really like dressing up in Ann Taylor. So I was like, I'm going to start that page. And um, I ended up like getting on their radar in Taylor's radar. And um, wow. we do partnerships sometimes. So, um, but my awesome. focus was really to just highlight black women and show what they're doing, of mm-hmm. course, while wearing Ann Taylor and just talk about, you know, if they're doing some, um, you know, what they're doing in their business or with their family. I just wanted to highlight that. So I've been hey. slipping on the page. I've been real busy at work. But um, if you want to follow it and if you wear Ann Taylor like that and um, you're really good with styling your clothes, the page is Black in Ann Taylor. 
Um, and yeah, you can. Is so yeah, that is so dope. And listen, (laughs) these are all women engineered businesses, projects, things. So make sure you support any way you can. We got done with Black History Month. We moved it right on over to Women's History Month. So please support, follow, get some lashes, get some clothes. If you wear Ann Taylor, make sure you follow the page. And even if you don't, if you know somebody who does, just spread the wealth of knowledge that you've gotten from this um, episode and like I said before, and I don't know how many times I, else I can say it, but I'm really appreciative for y'all. And thank you again. And that is the show 30-ish, you all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all were great. Thank you. <laughs> you guys. How great was that? How great was that? I'm so happy. Like, I'm really smiling at my screen. Um, for many of you, I started this podcast um, kind of before I came home, but really um, solidifying it when I got here. And for me, it was just such a tough time and such a humbling time having to come back home and be in a house, you know, with my parents again from New York. You know, I was living out my dreams and then the pandemic hit. So for me to still be going with this, I'm just really proud of myself. So if you have something that you want to do, do it. Um, And make sure you're doing it for yourself. This is a passion project of mine. Uh, Of course, I would love it to get to another level. But for right now, I'm doing it for myself. It's a great therapy session for me. Great way to get my thoughts out and meet new people like I did today. Um, And also, if you have any ideas or any type of things that you would like to see happen with the show 30-ish, hit me up. I'm open for any type of thing that you would like to talk about, discuss. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please hit me up. I'm always looking for people. And no, you do not have to go to TSU. It just so happens that I'm using that network (laughs) right now. Um, But yes, anyone who is interested, if you're listening and you want to get on the show or you have a subject matter you feel will fit with 30-ish, please, please hit your girl up. As I say always, thank you for listening to another episode of 30-ish, a podcast for adults figuring their ish out. And until next time, later. You can hear 30-ish each and every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. You can follow 30-ish at 30irty underscore ish on Instagram and Twitter. 30-ish, a podcast for adults figuring their ish out.